What you have gone through in life doesn't always define who you are, but it's part of a larger plan, working for a greater good, a better you. Here is where you'll hear stories of adversity turned into victory, stories of faith, both steadfast and wavering, but testimonies nonetheless that may change your heart, your perspective, even your life. Welcome to Testimonies. I'm Tessa Spencer, and thank you for uh, taking time to tune in. This has really been an incredible journey so far, getting to connect with people uh, both near and far. And this week, I'm so happy to introduce you to a woman who's a sister, a mother, a grandmother, uh, who has an amazing story of obedience and forgiveness from Virginia. My first, yep. my first uh, away guest or out of state guest, Miss Karen <laughs> Eady. Hey, Karen. Hey, Tessa, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for, uh, thank you for joining me. I know we've been going back and forth and corresponding through emails, and we were introduced. And just to give everybody just a little bit of background, if uh, Karen's last name sounds familiar, that's because I spoke with her sister Glenda, who was my very first guest and was kind of, uh, well, very instrumental in me taking that final leap and to start doing this podcast and she was just raving um, about her sister Karen and saying now you think you think that you think that I have a testimony well you should talk to my sister and um, and she um, went to Karen on my behalf and here we are (laughs) Karen thank you thank you thank you and you said that you are led to talk about a period of obedience and forgiveness um, in your life. Let everybody kind of know uh, what you went through. Yes, well, I am a victor. I'm not a victim of domestic violence. And I was uh, I was 19, you know, disobedient, you know, normal teenager out doing your thing. So I got Mm -hmm. married. Um, mm. just, just because yeah. I wanted to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> like understand. Most young people yeah. just want to be one and out. And so I did. Um, it turned out to be very abusive, um, mm. marriage. Um, mm. for six years I was abused. There was some times that I was beaten so bad that, um, I couldn't go outside for like a week at a time. My. Um, but even in the midst of that, uh, I gave my life to the Lord mm. and it looks, it looked like things got so much worse. <laughs> so oh. much worse. Mm-hmm. But even in the midst of that, um, my children and I would, we would go to church. Um, they loved going to church. And my youngest son was always saying, Mom, can we fast? Mom, mm. can we pray? And so he would call the family together. And so that was something my ex-husband did not like. Mm. Um, but even though he didn't like it, we decided we were going to do it anyway. Absolutely. Was, that's what sustained us. And so long story short, fast forward. Um, six years later into the marriage, I had a vision. Um, my first experience with um, Holy Spirit, I, it was a, an event that we had at the church, and I was just so curious as to, about Holy Spirit. Everybody mm-hmm. was speaking in tongues, and I had never had that experience, and so I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And so a year prior to that, I had vision. About and I woke up that morning and I had a vision of me lying on the floor in blood, mm-hmm. um, dying. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't think anything more of it. Mm-hmm. So went on, you know, still went through the normal, well, it shouldn't be normal, abnormal abuse and fights and arguments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so that 
a year later, I, the night that I received Holy Spirit, there was a calming and it was just something different about that night. And it was if that was the first time I spoke in tongues and it was as God was preparing me for something. Mm. I'm still afraid because I'm still in this abusive marriage and I'm like, okay, God, I still trust you. And so things happened and um, my ex-husband did some things. And so me and the children left. And that day that I received Holy Spirit, such an amazing feeling. I got up the next morning and in getting up because God knew my commitment. If mm -hmm. I made a commitment, he knew my heart. Mm -hmm. And because I was so committed to the marriage, despite mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. I stayed and I always went back to the word and always trusted him. Yes. And I'm like, God, this is just hard. Mm -hmm. And so that morning I got up and I saw myself again in the same dream that I had a year prior. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that something was going to happen that day. Didn't know what. And I was like, God, whatever's going on, I, mm. I trust you to guide me and to lead me. I'm just going to trust you with everything. Yes. And so I had left the house with my children that Sunday. And this was a Tuesday. And so I went to get clothing for the children and I. And when I got there, it was odd that the doors were nailed shut and the windows were nailed shut. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't understand what was going on. So I ran upstairs, got the clothes and came back because everything was locked and nailed upstairs, downstairs, except the front door. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody was with me and they had disappeared somewhere. And then they came back and I was like, it's time to go. But I just knew that day God has God was preparing me for something. Mm -hmm. Got home and received the phone call from my ex-husband. Long story short, he broke into my girlfriend's house. Oh stabbed me seven times but before he stabbed me he said i'm about to kill you when he did that i tried to go out the door so, and he proceeded to do exactly what tried to do what exactly what he said he was going to do but when he stabbed me my my words to god was father forgive him because mm -hmm. he really doesn't know what he's doing and those words saved his life with well, that prayer saved his life and so Fast forward seven years, he went to jail, mm -hmm. and I would people would talk, say his name to me, and I would get really enraged and angry, um, and say, "Don't mention his name to me." And I was so bitter for for almost seven years. Yes, and so I thought that I had forgiven him until the Lord allowed me to see him, and then I realized. I hadn't all of these emotions, all of these feelings came rushing back. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, God, I went home and I said, God, I just want to kill him. And I know that's not what the Christian thing to do, but I was like, <laughs> right. <laughs> of course, <laughs> so I no. went home in my, yeah. in my prayer closet and I was like, and so yeah. the Lord told me, Karen, you're, you're being foolish. Release it all to me. And I didn't know how to do that. Mm. And for a year and a half, I would go in my prayer closet every time I thought about him and pray and ask God to save him and deliver him. And so my my prayers changed from from me to God delivering him so that he wouldn't go to hell. And I'm like, okay, Lord Jesus. I was yeah. like, so God allowed me a year and a half later to run into him again. Mm -hmm. Nothing but peace. And... 
I was talking to him and as if he we were friends. And wow. so he was more afraid than I was. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, wait a minute. You're being nice. You're being too nice. There's something. This is, yeah, something's up. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> and, he couldn't, and, and so mm-hmm. after I was able to talk to him and I told him, I said, I forgive you. I said, wow. my, I, I'm not who I used to be. And I said, and come what may, God's got my back. So I'm not afraid of you anymore. And I said, so I do forgive you. And that moment Mm -hmm. released so much joy and peace. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's so many women that are going through so many situations because he stabbed me seven times with the intent to kill me and almost left my children. I have five children, Mm -hmm. 16 grandbabies, and almost left me not able to see this legacy that has come to pass. And so... The peace of God, and I I always remember God in Proverbs 3, to trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. That has lived with me and kept me, Mm -hmm. and I am so free, and I just want to encourage (laughs) women, not just women, anybody, Anybody. you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what people do or how they do it it is all about how you handle it mm-hmm. whether you're going to trust god people going people people talked about me. i mean they had a funeral for me and i didn't even know it wow <laughs> <laughs> wow they, but god told me yeah when i gave my life to him mm-hmm. as long as you stay before me yes your family's gonna be okay gonna be okay and it has been such a joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> the deliverance. Had yes. I not listened to him and obeyed, obeyed his word and stuck to the word, yes, my obedience to him yes. is what kept me. And it's what kept my children. Yes. It's what keeping my grandchildren. Yes. And somebody asked me one day, so why do you keep going to church? That's all you do is you go to church. And you I said, listen, it's not. I'm not going to church for the people. Okay. <laughs> I said, I'm going because of my commitment to God. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times nowadays, people miss that. They do. I said, because people, they get so upset. And, and because people deal with different situations and hurts and mm-hmm. frustrations. And we have such a high expectation of people that are human. Mm-hmm. And God never asked us to be perfect. Right. He just asked us to be pure. Yes. And to do our best. Yes. And I think that's where we're falling in a lot of areas. But in this life, mm-hmm. I am so grateful that God has kept me. Mm. Uh, and I, that I tell people, people like, well, you're a, a victim of domestic violence. I said, I am not a victim. Hmm. I am a victor. victor. <laughs> God okay. gave me the victory. Yes, he did. <laughs> I, I said he knew that day was coming before it came. And he showed and that to he, you. He yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. He did. And and he showed himself mighty in the midst of it. Amen. Because I could have been gone. Yes. But because his grace and his mm-hmm. mercy mm-hmm. is so awesome. Mm-hmm. And God is just so awesome. And I'm just getting so excited. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, you know, and I'm over here getting full, too. I've got my, you know, my, my and I'll, and people will hear me say this all the time. Okay, I, that just gave me goosebumps. Even when we were emailing back and you told me what you were going to talk about, I was like, ooh, goosebumps, you know, tears welling up in my eyes already. I, I can feel, I can feel that. And, and it's just, again, like what I've, what I've told people um, in the very beginning when I started this is that. These are the things, hearing these stories are what, you know, really drives me and feeds me and fuels me and 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 yes. really cements that, you know what, God is real. Okay. Very real. Um 
if you listen to him and do what he wants you to do and he guides you, you will be rewarded in some way. Things are going to go just the way that you want them, even though they're not going the way that you would like for them to go at that particular moment. But there's there's a process and you have to trust the process. But the beginning of that process is trusting God. Trust. (laughs) Trusting. (laughs) And, you know, like I've said, too, you know, when you turn it over to him, you have to. You have to. You can't try to take it back and and try to fix it and put it this way, turn it that way or inside out to try to to make it fit whatever it is that you're trying to to do or avoid, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I told the uh, young lady, uh, you know, I was she was having some issues and she's like, well, I'm trying to get delivered from this and I want to stop doing this. And I told her to write down a whole list of what you want and then pray over it every night. Mm -hmm. And I told her. Well, the Lord told me to tell her, don't be like the nosy person Mm -hmm. that's giving somebody something and peeping over their shoulders every second Mm -hmm. to try to see what they're doing on the list. Have they completed? I said, don't micromanage God. Amen. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) He he doesn't need you to micromanage him. Mm. Put in the paper, say, oh, no, God, I'll take care of this one. You can do the rest. Oh, I'll get this one. And by the time you know it, you have the list back. Mm-hmm. The burdens have all fallen back on you because you stopped trusting God mm. because you didn't see your list going down as you thought it should. Right. And too many times we micromanage God. God, mm-hmm. I need this done now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want this done just like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you don't do it, then that means I don't I don't think you love me. So I'm going to go right. ahead and do something else. And mm-hmm. that's how we get in a lot of mess. That's you are. You are <laughs> absolutely right, because you know, I look back at it because when I was going through my spiritual journey, I think right around um, 2000. 10 or so, my thing was I wanted to be able to hear God's voice. Just, you know, it just hit me out of the blue. How do I hear God's voice? And, you know, I would always hear people say, um, well, God spoke to me and God said this and this, this, that, and the third. Okay, you know, I'm always, I've always been a believer. I've always been a seeker. I've always sought that connection, you know, with Christ. Now, it's ebbed and flowed, you know, over the years where I may not have been as plugged in as I could have been, but I always come back around and recognize I'm missing that connection. I need to feel that presence. And my whole thing was just, you know, once I learned when I started going to this particular church and once I learned the process of staying in the word and giving God uh, his time every day throughout the day, he would even tell me, you know, uh, um, if I was riding in the car, he'll say, turn it off. And I would turn because yes. I would just have the radio on, not listening to anything. It could be talk radio, it could be music, but it wasn't <laughs> anything. You know what I mean? At yes. the end of the day. And so sometimes I wrote I got comfortable being in silence. Being in the silence in my in my home, being in the silence in my car. And yes. maybe I would talk to him. Maybe I wouldn't. I would sit there, but I would be aware of his presence. Yes. And that's all I would do. And because of that, he started opening my eyes to uh, to different things and being more obedient. And he would send, a, you know, the biggest test, and I share this um, in my opening episode of the podcast, that when my sons went to their father in Nashville and mm-hmm. out of the blue, like, a week, you know, for, for summer vacation, and out of the blue, he calls me, he says, hey, uh, Tess, you know, I was thinking maybe, you know, let the boys come stay, go to school here in Nashville uh, in the fall. The old Tessa would have said, are you crazy? No, <laughs> I'll be there in three and a half weeks to pick my boys up. So don't even worry <laughs> about it, you know, as, as yeah. pl- you know, as planned. Uh, but God said to me, because he for me, um, 
once I started recognizing when he was speaking to me, he would speak to me in very short commands. And so um, he said, um, um, really, he didn't say anything, but in my spirit at that point in time, but in my spirit, I said, I'll get back to you. So my first answer wasn't to say no. Okay. So about two to three days later, he says, let them go. And then I said, I would always answer him out loud. So that's why I know I'm hearing some. I'm hearing a voice. I'm recognizing what I'm hearing because I always answer out loud. I said, I said, okay. And I called him. I let him know. And I said this. Now to fast forward, um, what happened was you're you're giggling. And what happened was he was already preparing my children to be in place when he made the biggest shift in my life, and that was taking me out of my comfort zone of uh, doing radio. Right. And when we were laid off, you know, we were laid off um, suddenly. And that same day, and I won't get too far into it, but that same day that we were let go that morning, my co-host and I, I got offered a job in television by that afternoon. Wow. And that was something I'd wanted to do since I was like five years old. And at that point, I was like 40 years old. At that yes. time, 45 years old or so when, when that particular thing happened. But before I did that, you know, I laid, before I lay down to take a nap, I told God, I said, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I laid down, yes. didn't worry about it, got up and went to my little moonlight job at a lawyer's office. And I got mm-hmm. the call that afternoon. And, and I've been in television ever since, since 2011. But being obedient, recognizing he was already working that plan. He had already made yes. sure that my children would be in place because I was going to be working some crazy hours where I couldn't record a part of my radio show and leave work and run to take them to school and then come back yes. like nothing ever happened. I wouldn't have been in that position. So I was yes. able to make that transition he always seamlessly. Prepares us. He always prepares us. Mm. That is amazing. Mm. That is amazing. But I wanted that to share that with you. I just wanted that, to share that with that, you just to show about the obedience part. And um, Yes. Yeah. Obedience is so important. Mm-hmm. It is so important. And, and it definitely propels us or causes us to fall. If we disobey, mm-hmm. we're definitely not going to make it. But no. when we obey, mm-hmm. my God, the blessings and the doors that open up mm-hmm. is amazing. And we've just got to give God. We've just got to give God a chance because I think, like you said a few minutes ago, that when we don't see happening things happening the way we want them to, how we want them to, or you know, it doesn't look like what we think it's supposed to look like, we give up. Yes, we give up, and we keep having to hit that reset button. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. But uh, what you said in your uh, email to me, you said um, that you're just thankful that God loved me enough to set yes. me free. Yes. I yes, love that. Yes, yes. I love that. <laughs> yes. He, and, and I'm grateful every day that I wake up. Mm-hmm. I'm just grateful because so many people aren't here and so many people are still so bound by so many things and they have their own idols and their own idea of what life should be mm-hmm. and they just don't trust God. Some don't know how to. Some have had relationships with God and gone back and decided this is not it. Mm-hmm. But either way, God is still God. <laughs> he is. Always. <laughs> whether, whether people believe in him or not, yes. he's still God. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to prove himself to anybody. He just does what he does. Mm-hmm. 
And we're just we're just the recipients of the blessings. That's right, and that's right. And here's and one thing before uh, before we go, if you know if someone's listening and they want to know, okay, well, how do I start? How do I start trusting God? How do I start that relationship with Him? Or you know, let's give this a test run and and see. What do you think would be the best advice? What's the best advice for someone to to start uh, that relationship? First, they have to get to know who God is. They have to first know that God loves them. Um, I think a lot of people are missing that that component in their life that God really does love them. Mm -hmm. And that's probably from life beating them up and different things um, where they don't feel loved. But God is love and God loves us. And the first step is accepting Christ, his son, accepting God's love um, and knowing that it's not it's not you and you're not it's not you in the world you against the world it's you and god mm -hmm. and in order to get to know god you have to first acknowledge that he is god and then accept him and then take it day by day uh, many times people beat themselves up mm -hmm. um trying to be perfect yes. uh like i said previously god does not ask us to be perfect that that is a man-made thing god knows that we're not perfect that's why he sent his son for us that we would be free and as we go into romans 10 and 9 and you know it says if you accept if confess the lord with your mouth and believe in your heart that god is jesus that god has raised him from the dead you shall be saved you know it's a simple process mm -hmm. uh it, it's not deep it's not long long lasting it doesn't take a long time it simply takes confession yes. and then believing and then accepting and that's how you begin the well you got to take it one step at a time mm -hmm. and after they take that step then go on to the next step begin to read your word but get into a place where you can hear the word because the bible also declares that hearing comes um by the word of god you've got to be in a place where you can hear the word of god you may not understand it so get under someone that knows god that's saved that a, a, a church that is going to love you and has the true love of god and will lead and guide you and disciple you in how to get into that relationship with god to help it grow and to flourish hmm. does amen. that make sense amen it makes a whole <laughs> lot of sense yes ma'am it does i'm right there with you amen amen thank you karen Edie, for being a guest and being so willing and open uh, to share your testimony with us uh, we really Thank do you. appreciate you and God bless you and I just love your energy and um, <laughs> I love your laugh and um, I'm so glad you're here and I'm so glad we had the opportunity to meet. I am too. Thank you, Tessa. This was definitely a privilege and I appreciate it and I'm just waiting for the amazing things that's going to go forth in your in your new in your new venture oh, thank <laughs> your you new journey my new journey thank you thank you thank you so much <laughs> and that does it for testimonies if you'd like to be a guest or just share your testimony here's a way that you can if you'd like to be a guest or if you just want to share your testimony call 843-608-0804 that's 843-608-0804 or email testimonies with tessa at gmail.com.